32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. You're listening to 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm David Katz. Mr. Active Mark Wolf has stepped aside once again this week because we've got not one, but two fantastic guests for you right here on the podcast. And it's none other than James Kanama and Jody Swallow, dynamic triathlon and ultra triathlon, Ironman distance uh, partnership. Both of them fantastic triathletes in their own right. So we'll get into that. We'll get into their fueling and, and see if their competitive edge helps them push each other uh, to the great heights that They've achieved both of them have been to the Ironman World Championships at Kona. Both have a best finish of fourth. I know their goal is to get back to Kona this year, so it would be fantastic to see. Round the corner, though, we have Ironman South Africa and a race that is close to both of their hearts. So, James and Jody, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank, thanks for having us. James, let's start with you, PE specifically, because I know you stayed in PE for a long time. You were, were at the university there. It really is sort of still home, even though you're based in Stellenbosch now. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a race that's pretty close to, to my heart. Um, I actually started my whole Ironman journey there. Um, I was a volunteer back in 2005, 2006 um, at the Ironman, which was how I got into triathlon. I hadn't, hadn't even done triathlon before that. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty special race for me. Um, still haven't managed to win it though so hopefully we can get there well you haven't gone and won that but you've had some plenty victories over 70.3s and full Ironman around the world and uh, I mean your best time at Challenge Roth which is a race that's within the 32GI family you went under 8 hours which is absolutely phenomenal Uh, at the moment how do you see your fitness Uh, are you sort of at peak fitness are you hoping that 2016 is going to be a big year um, yeah, obviously we're always hoping that it's going to be a big year. Um, my fitness is really good at the moment. I've, training's been going really well here in Stellenbosch. Um, I was maybe a little undercooked going at 70.3 in January, but since then my training's gone really well, um, and I'm feeling really positive, looking forward to the race in three weeks. Jody, you've uh, been on the scene also for quite a while. I know 70.3 for a long time. You've kind of dominated that distance. You've won in East London now six years in a row, which is absolutely incredible. You're also the, uh, you were the 70.3 world champion back in 2010. You were silver medalist in 2014. You've, I think again last year. So you've really done phenomenally over that distance. But also Ironman, uh, the full Ironman is a big goal for you. And you have been to Kona and you've also come very close. Um, yeah, obviously I won South Africa last year um, and that was a massive achievement for me um, bearing the circumstances um, that I was coping with at the time. So um went to Kona with high hopes, had a pretty bad summer last year and it was kind of um, out of the realms of possibility, unfortunately. But I think with a good summer this year, um, following qualification in Ironman South Africa, then, you know, I'm aiming for the podium um there's no bones about it that's the only thing i'm interested in in kona now i know with uh, over the distance it's quite a challenge to you know go and do a lot of them over this course of a year is the goal to go do p hopefully get the qualifier in and then that full focus is towards kona 
Well, you have to win. Um, as an elite athlete, you have to win um, Ironman South Africa to get an automatic slot in Kona. And because I didn't finish Kona last year, um, I'm on a back foot because the point system runs from the end of August whilst people are collecting points. I was in Kona preparing for the world champs. So it's kind of chasing your tail a little bit at the beginning of the year. But I did manage to win it last year, and I'm in better shape than I was then now. So, you know, you can't really help what other people do. You can just concentrate on what you're doing and, and put the best in. If I was not to win it and to put in a good performance, then that's fine. I've got another sort of four months in the summer to put together another good Ironman. Talking about being in good shape, obviously, South Africa, we've come through the summer. Great training months. Uh, you and James, how do you handle your training? You obviously, you know, you've got two different goals. You probably have two different coaches. Do you do a lot of training together? Well, we have the same coach because James coaches me, in fact, and he coaches himself. So um, that that um, that's fairly easy to coordinate things with. And uh, so does, do you do a lot of your training together? James finds it difficult to keep up with me, so not really. <laughs> So. Uh, we, we do all our swimming together we swim here with the Marty's squad when we're in Stellenbosch but the rest of the time we're always swimming together um, and we do easy runs and we do easy rides together um, but obviously when you're doing your specific stuff you have specific power numbers you need to need to maintain and specific speeds on the run um, so that, that makes it kind of impossible to train together um, obviously we are training for the same distance and the same race but um, you know the men's race and the women's race are are very different races um, and we both have different strengths and weaknesses that we need to work on. So um, we we coordinate a lot of our training and we have rest days on the same days and that kind of thing as far as possible. Uh, but for the most part, we train on our own. But I'm sure the motivation of having each other training around and on the same days must be absolutely uh, phenomenal. It's sort of a, a great push for both of you. Living in and around Stellenbosch, I mean, obviously Ironman's all about that TT bike being on the road. Do you guys ever do a bit of training in, on the trails around there? Um, I, I get out. We, we do a lot of running on the trails. Um, we spend a lot of time in Yonkersuk on the trails. Um, I think running off-road um, is very good for your for your strength and your, your core work and all those supporting muscles. Um, so that's definitely a positive. Um, I've also been out on the on the mountain bike quite a bit this summer. Um, I did Xterra. I did Wines to Wales at the end of last year, and I did Xterra um, a few weeks ago and got second there um, just for a bit of fun and a bit of cross-training. Um, but most of the time we are spent in the, in the TT bars. Obviously, we've got to prepare for 180 k's of of time trialing and you can really only do that on a time trial bike on the roads yeah of course uh let's look at fueling now you know uh, looking at sort of your fridge do you guys have similar diets do you your di are your diets very different um our, our diets are fairly different um they used to be more different than they are now because i used to try and limit um carbohydrate intake which i don't do so much anymore um I, I think we, I think probably about 60% the same, 40% different. Um, James eats a, a lot more than me. Um, he's got a higher um, metabolism than me naturally, I think. Um, but it's, that's the thing with nutrition. It's so individually specific that you can't, you know, you can't have a household doing the same thing. Even if you had um, a women's gymnastics team, um, competing together and training together doing exactly the same thing different body types would need different things and um 
yeah, we had to keep an eye on it. When we first got together, it was a challenge in cooking and um, getting the right nutrition for each other. But um, we've kind of got a good balance now. Well, a very good point. Every person's an individual case when it does come to fueling and nutrition, and trial and error is the only real way to find out. So who, who does the shopping in the household? Uh, we share the responsibilities. Um, we, I think we, we both find that um, we can go to the shops and, and get all most of the stuff. You know, We both know what each other needs at this point, um, but we do make sure that each of us gets a trip to the shop regularly to make sure those things that you're craving, you know, you've got to listen to your body and there's, there's times when you're craving certain stuff, you know, especially now when we're training really hard. Um, and you sometimes just have to wander around the aisles in the, in the shop and see what jumps out at you, what you really need. Um, listen to your body in that, in that regard. So we both get to the shops quite regularly and we both share the cooking. Um, we both, prepare meals um, either together or, or one of us will prepare a meal for both of us, um, even if it's slightly different. You know, we don't always eat exactly the same stuff. Um, I generally have a lot, like Jody says, a lot more carbs in, in my diet. Um, but um, we have the same lean protein with our meals and salad and, and that kind of thing. Uh, we try to eat healthy as possible, but of course, you have to get a lot of calories in for what we do. Um, you know, we're looking at six, seven-hour days of training um, regularly, um, almost every day, actually. Um, and that kind of calorie intake, you can't be too stringent with what you take in. Um, if you're trying to get that kind of calories with with purely salads and, and lean meat, you'll, you'll, you simply won't be able to do it, to be honest. You'll break down. Well, that's something I was going to ask you guys. I mean, the general person calorie intake is pretty high, but as a triathlete, probably the biggest athlete, uh, diet requirements, even looking at, at you guys specifically looking at Ironman distance, the amount of training you're doing over three different disciplines is phenomenal. So you are eating a serious amount of food. Yeah, uh, you know, that's it becomes part of your life and it stops seeming so extreme um, when you when you look at it, when I look at it. But I guess uh, the layman looking at what we're eating would, would be quite quite amazed at the amount we eat and more more probably the regularity that we eat. Um, you know, I can barely get through two hours without having something to eat um, at any point in the day. Um, I don't have breakfast at 7 a.m. and then nothing until lunch. Um, I get through about two hours and I have to eat something. Um and that goes for while I'm training and when I'm not training. Um, it's it's pretty constant. You've got to be eating all the time. Um, I just find that, you know, if you if you starve yourself for the between meals, the, that dip in your blood sugar just is so negative for the rest of the day and the, possibly even the rest of the week. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's probably the main the main difference between a regular person's diet and our diet um, is just the consistency with which we eat. Well, consistency is important, I think, for anyone. I eat consistently, but I, I doubt I'm eating still the same levels and amount that you need to eat to fuel yourself. Jody, looking at racing in specific, uh, in the week leading up to on the morning of and during the race, how do you tend to fuel? Um, very carefully um, in the week before a race, more carefully than usual, actually. Um, I think as your training dips down before especially before an Ironman, you kind of into high mileage from about, you drop down from two weeks out. Um, I tend to eat less, um, definitely, you know, less energy bulk, um, but trying to keep protein up um, and vegetables up as well in that week. But I drop all fiber foods with 
the sort of two days before the race. Um, so then my diet completely flips on its head because that's the majority of what I eat normally is fruit and veg and that just goes because I don't want the fibre in my system when I race. So then the diet ironically becomes quite unhealthy, um, fast, you know, easily absorbed um, white rice, um, foods that aren't going to cause any problems but and they're going to go straight through and then the same on race morning. So usually I'll eat um, probably yoghurt and white rice on race morning, which isn't very appealing at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, Jodie, I mean, the, you talked about that big change for a lot of people that would really affect their system. Is it something you've had to train your body to get used to, to know that then by race day you're not going to be battling with your stomach? No, I think people underestimate what fibre does in an Ironman, and I think that I think they have a, a morphed view of what healthy eating is because two days before an Ironman is not going to is not going to cause you health issues um, when you go on kind of highly absorbed quick sugars. Um, that's what you need in those couple of days because otherwise there's going to be stomach cramps, there's going to be toilet stops, and that's exactly what you don't need. They're not going to do you any harm for two days before a race. It's quite common in the um, kind of elite circles to do exactly that. And talking about quick sugar release, uh, how do you tend to then fuel during the race? Um, again, um, I actually only eat gels, um, and I usually decant them into um, with energy drink as well. Um, and that—that's I only take in liquid calories. I, I don't take any solids. I know James takes in solids, but I find that just for peace of mind, um, knowing that you've got a three-hour run coming up, I just—I just need. The peace of mind that my stomach's not going to have anything heavy or um, something in it that will take time to digest. As you alluded to earlier, every person is different, so you need to know and your parameters when it comes to what you can take in. James, looking at you, how do you tend to uh, fuel and supplement around the race? Um, similar to Jody, uh, in the last few days before the race, you're very careful on what you eat, um, making sure there's not going to be anything. Um, in your diet that's going to potentially upset your stomach going into race day, uh, you know, nothing that's going to cause gas, nothing that's going to cause your stomach to slow down or not work um, on race morning um, and, you know, low stuff that n nothing that's half fiber that's going to sit in your stomach in your system um, because on race day, obviously, you want it, you don't want any stomach cramps or bloating or gas or anything like that. Um, and similar race morning, um, I'll generally have rice, rice with honey or so, or something similar um, on race morning, um, just because it's carbs that that leave you know pretty much a hundred percent of that is going to get absorbed and and turned into energy. Um, you're not going to be left with um, any residue um, that that fills your stomach during the race. Um, obviously, the difficulty with Ironman is that you've got five or, or six hours. Of 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 exercising of of racing uh, before you start the run and then you've got to run for for two hours forty to three hours um, and that's very difficult it's a it's a very difficult um, thing to plan for um, and and to wrap your stomach around um, because it's not natural to to be able to run on an empty stomach after six hours of in, of of exercise but it's also not natural to be able to eat. Um, while you're exercising so both of those things need to be trained um, and we do train it you do you do practice it obviously 
Um, the best way to practice it is Ironmans, um, is the actual events themselves. Um, uh, I've done quite a few now, so I think I've got my nutrition strategy down. Um, in the race, I do very similar to what Jody just said. Um, I have mostly mostly the, the gels um, decanted into one bottle so that I've got a you know one bottle full of gels with a re- really high carb mix um, which then I supplement with with the race fuel or or with just energy drink that's on the course depending on what's available um, and then going into the run um, I'll, I might have an energy bar or, or something solid during the bike just to you know make the stomach feel like it's it's had something but again something low fiber um one of the specific race energy bars that that doesn't leave anything in your stomach for the run um and then going into the run cut back the the intake quite substantially um it's mostly just energy drink um maybe a few gels early on in the run um to keep the energy levels up uh but again you want to keep as as little as possible in your stomach uh, fueling for an Ironman is a very tricky thing. Um, it's very, very individual, um, and there really is no way to practice it in training um, because basically you can't do eight, nine, ten-hour training days. Um, so you've got to, got to go with what you feel is going to be right, and then tweak it for the next race, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and keep doing that until you get it right. Well, some fascinating tips and advice there from the both of you. I know personally I've picked up one or two new nutritional tips and and you never stop learning when it comes to nutrition, I'm sure for you guys either. But thank you so much, both of you, for your time and all the best for Port Elizabeth. Thanks very much. Thank you. It's James Kanama and Jody Swallow. They'll be in action at Ironman South Africa, and uh, it's going to be a great race to watch, as it always has been uh, since the establishment of Ironman here in South Africa. Joining us on the line from Stellenbosch via Skype, but we'll be back with you next week right here on 32GI Sports Nutrition. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.